0: This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur.
1: Welcome back, NTL Sports fans, to another edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilber back with you again and ready to go for this great week. Hopefully everybody out there got a chance to enjoy the good weather at the early part of the week. Don't really know what's coming up for us on the remainder side of it uh, through the rest of the week and into the weekend, but hopefully we'll get spared and uh, some baseball, softball and track can uh, get going as scheduled. If not, well, then I guess we just kind of keep going on with uh, all of this uh, uh, flex scheduling and everything else, but hey, at least we've got spring sports to talk about and uh, that's exactly what we are going to do here this week on the NTL Now podcast. Coming up this week, well, we've got uh, sound bites in baseball and softball. Had the opportunity to take in some impromptu baseball on Monday as the Canton Warriors ended up hosting losing. We'll tell you about that coming up here in just a little bit. And then on Tuesday night, had the opportunity to watch a very thrilling nine-inning softball Game between the Tawanda Black Knights and the Troy Trojans. Troy, of course, winning that 5 4 in nine innings. So, uh, off of those two games, have some post game audio coming up from Canton Baseball manager Bob Rockwell, senior pitcher, and shortstop Joel Schoonover from the Troy Trojans softball team. We've got post game audio coming up from new coach Tarolyn Anderson and senior pitcher Lindsey Steele as well. Also, this week, we're going to talk NTL track and field, and we've got the upstart William. Warriors track coaches coming on here this week as we will talk with both Steve Hepfer and Karen Knauss as well so yes a very uh, good episode coming up for you this week looking forward to that looking forward to going through kind of breaking down some of the action some of the past results from this week as well we'll talk some NTL notables as well coming up this week and uh, you know kind of get you all caught up on some NTL news and notes as well so yes a jam-packed episode ready to go coming up we'll uh, Uh, start talking about some notable things from around the league this week that's coming up after a quick timeout as we thank our good friends at circle w sports Growing up in a small town.
0: It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there
1: and they can find information about not only one player but the rest of our team, guys that they might be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Welcome back here, NTL sports fans on the NTL Now podcast. Again, want to thank all of you out there, no matter what platform you are tuning in on, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, maybe even the ntlsports.com website. Remember, tell your friends, tell your relatives, let them know, hey, the best place to catch up on NTL Sports Talk is right here on the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilber, back with you again for yet another great week. Of course, uh, time to talk about some NTL No. Uh, going on here around the NTL in the spring sports season. Uh, Let's start over in Wellsboro. I mean, are there two hotter hitters right now in the Northern Tier League probably than uh, Wellsboro softball's Kara Clymer and Wellsboro baseball's Darren Callahan? I mean, these two both seem to have found their groove here as this season has gone on. Kara Clymer, of course, continues her torrid pace with the bat. I believe Clymer now uh, close to 5. Maybe six home runs on the season. Double digit RBI. She has a big game winning home run this past Saturday over the Canton Lady Warriors, uh, propelling Wellsboro to an 8 6 extra innings win in that one. But not to be outdone, as I said, Wellsboro Baseball's Darren Callahan. He's having himself a pretty uh, toward start here to this uh, middle part of the season, as well as uh, Callahan hit an absolute bomb over the weekend against Cowaneski Valley, proving, you know, he continues to be one of the area's uh, best power hitters. He's now got, I believe, three long balls here this season uh, for Coach Adams and Wellsboro Baseball. So, yes, good things going on over there in Wellsboro. Now, of course, I was just talking about the Canton Lady Warriors. What a bounce back win they had this past Tuesday night as they were able to defeat Williamson 21-4 in four innings, but really the story became of that one. Uh, Sarah Saar, the junior, as she went three for four at the plate, including two home runs and came away with nine RBIs out of that ball game. Think about that. Nine RBIs in one ball game. I mean, that alone uh, is going to be you know kind of uh, one of those uh, smile kind of confidence boosters but uh, what a game for the Canton Junior there to be able to come back and uh, have you know quite the game like that and of course uh, the Canton Warriors hoping to continue action this week. They've got a game with Tawanda coming up later this week. Uh, we'll see when that one uh, can be played if it's going to be played and if it will uh, make sure you tune in to the True Oldies channel on the radio. That's right, 99.9 1077 FM of course WTZN.com and on the TuneIn radio app by searching WTZN. That actions scheduled to come uh, later this week Thursday maybe Friday but who knows with the weather like I said uh, another quick notable uh, something you know we want to pass along congratulations going out to Kashan Cameron of Wyalusing Cameron breaking the Wyalusing 100 meter dash mark the other night as Cameron comes away with an 11 flat in the 100-meter dash. Now, I've seen some times that have been sub-11 so far in District 4, but as far as Cameron's 11 flat, that's about the third fastest time I think I've seen out of District 4 this year so far and just the results I've seen. So Cameron, uh, you know, kind of making his presence known here in the 100-meter dash. So, yes, definitely uh, good to see that kind of performance coming out. And, hey, you know, we are still in the uh, month of April. So, hey, you know, there's still a little bit of time. Warmer weather to come. Who knows? Maybe uh, Cameron even goes sub-11 before this track and field season is over. But uh, definitely glad uh, to see that happen. And, of course, you know, as I was talking about, hey, the uh, Williamson track team, you know, of course, we're going to talk with the coaches coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Congratulations going out to the Williamson Lady Warriors. Uh, Another big win on their uh, track and field slate here this season as they pull out a win over Tawanda uh, earlier this week as well. So the uh, Williamson girls continuing with uh, another good performance uh, in this uh, track season. So congratulations to them as uh, they came away with the edges in the sprints, the distance, and the hurdles. So, yes, uh, congratulations uh, going out to Williamson on that. And of course, we'll talk with the coaches, get a little more, uh, you know, kind of recap and such on that and kind of talk Williamson track and field coming up here in just a little while as well. So we've uh, kind of covered some notables there and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we get some more good performances coming up here as the spring sports season goes on. As I told you, I covered uh, a couple of nice games earlier this week in Canton Baseball with Lucing, Troy Softball with Tawanda. We're going to talk about those Coming up here in just a little bit. Got some post game sound clips from those coming up as well. And of course, we'll go through the NTL season standings as well, both the softball and baseball side of things, too. All that and more coming up after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now Podcast.
2: Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace Mobility and Troy.
1: The NTL Now podcast continues this week. And again, a big thank you to all of you who are tuned in. Remember, you can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. That's right. You can log on to Facebook or Instagram. Follow the NTL Now podcast at NTL Now podcast or, of course, on Twitter as well at NTL Now Pod. So plenty of social media sites to go and check out the podcast. Of course, remember, you can check out great NTL sports content as well uh, at ntsportsreport.com, also at thedailyreview.com, of course, also, too, at ntlsports.com for updated standings and such, too. So, yes, go check that out, standing stats and more, ntlsports.com. And, of course, uh, coming up here in uh, probably the next couple of weeks, uh, the Northern Tier Sports Report as well is uh, out on the Western side. So uh, we'll get you some information on that and also uh, figure out, uh, you know, if we can catch up with uh, the NTL West Sports Report's uh, Lance Larkham too. That'll be coming up here in one of the future podcasts as well. Definitely want to get him on and uh, talk about that website. So that way all of our uh, NTL sports fans out on the western side of the NTL uh, can enjoy some great sports coverage too. So as we continue here on the podcast this week, uh, let's dive into now the recap of some NTL standings, shall we? And we will head to the NTL baseball side of things is where we will start this week. Let's go to the NTL large school division for the baseball standings. Right now, uh, as we sit here in the uh, middle of April, It is the Wellsboro Hornets who sit on top of the large division they are five and three overall five and two in the league four and one in the division uh coming in right behind them a big win for the North Penn Mansfield Tigers the other night as they downed Athens in baseball action so North Penn Mansfield right now sits five three and one overall they are three two and one in the league two and two overall in the division Athens drops to four and four overall they are four and three in the league three and two in the division and coming in behind them uh the Wylieus and Rams—they uh, are three and one overall. Of course, that one loss to the Canton Warriors this past Monday night. But they sit one and one in the league, one and zero in the division. And uh, for Troy, uh, a nice win for the Trojans—they pick up their first win of the season the other night at Towanda. Uh, Troy right now sitting fifth. Tawanda then. Uh, rounding out the large school division as they come in six. Now let's go to the NTL small school division. Is there any bigger, like, road grader to try and go through right now? Than Sare baseball. I mean Sare with another three inning clinic the other night as they down Kalineski Valley 16 to one and all they continue to do is pile up runs. I mean Coach Van Duser's calculator's got to be going absolutely crazy right now trying to figure out batting averages and all this stuff. So. Uh, Sarah right now continuing not only to pace the small school division but right now uh, showing they are probably the class of the northern tier league overall so uh, kudos to the Redskins as they remain undefeated on the season they are six and0 overall 4 and0 in the league four and0 in the small school division Canton another nice win the other night over Wyalusing. as I said we'll uh, talk about that coming up here in just a bit of course coupled with their win over Williamson they now sit seven and two overall they are are six and one in the league, three and one in the division. Kalineski Valley, four and six overall right now. Two and five in the league, two and two in the division. They are third. Northeast Bradford and Williamson right now, uh, sitting four and five in the small school division so that's how your baseball standings go let's now go to the softball side where we will head to the softball standings and we will start in the large school where right now it is the Losing Lady Rams who sit atop the uh, large school division of course Losing with the walk-off win in softball action the other night over Wellsboro right now of course on the uh, young season for them they are 2-0 and overall 2-0 and in the league 1-0 in the division Athens softball though hey they are going to be tough to contend with as they sit seven and one overall six and one in the league four and one in the division Wellsboro softball right now six and two four and two in the league three and two uh in the division and uh don't look now but you've got Tawanda and Troy coming up as well plus of course North Penn Liberty uh, down there as well. So, yes, you've got uh, a pretty stout uh, NTL large school division. And uh, right now, uh, right now with the uh, way Troy is playing, I mean, who knows how this NTL large school uh, is going to play out. Tawanda, of course, you know, they're sitting right there in the middle of the pack. North Penn Liberty, I mean, even a team I've seen a couple of times this year, uh, they've had uh, some shiny moments too. So really like what's going on up there in the NTL large school. Let's go down now to the small school division where Northeast Bradford remains undefeated. They are 4 and 0 overall. in the league, 3-0 in the division. Kalineski Valley, hey, I said they were going to be a team that's going to hang around all season long, and right now they are 7-1 overall, 3-1 in the league, 2-0 in the division. Canton is 5-4 after their win uh, over Williamson uh, this past uh, Tuesday night. So that's where they sit overall. They're 3-3 in the league, 2-2 in the division, and then, of course, uh, Williamson and Sayre right now uh, bringing up the 4-5 spots in the NTL small school division. So that is how the uh, softball standings are going. Now, of course, let's go to boys and girls track and field as well. We'll get you those quick standings here as uh, the track season's continuing on. And uh, wouldn't you know it, right now you've got Athens and Williamson. Pacing the boys' standings. Athens right now 4-0 overall. Williamson is 5-0 overall. Wellsboro and Wyalusing hold down 3-4 at 3-1 overall and 2-1 overall. Troy uh, at 500 as well. And, of course, uh, exciting news for Troy track and field, of course, as they are getting ready. Uh, for their first home meet hopefully you know weather permitting they'll be able to host that coming up on Friday night uh, up at the uh, Troy track you know up behind the intermediate school so hopefully uh, you know fingers crossed Troy will be able to do that but of course you know also in track and field uh, on the boys side, you have got Canton, North Penn, Mansfield, Tawanda, Ser, and Northeast Bradford as well there in the standings too. Let's go to the girls track and field standings, and I don't think you're going to see much difference as far as the standings go at the top, because uh, things seem to be really shaken out here pretty well. But uh, yes, hey, you know, if that's that's why, you know, you go to the standings to check things out because sitting here at the top now, you've got Troy and Tawanda at the top as the Troy Trojans right now are 2-0 uh, on the uh, season so far. Uh, they are 3-0 in the league. looks like Tawanda 1-1 overall. Uh, let's see here, Wellsboro, Athens, Wyalusing uh, go 3, 4, and 5 in the girls standings and of course Williamson too. Uh, they are 2-1 and one right in there as well. Canton, North Penn, Mansfield, Sarah, and Northeast uh, rounding out the NTL girls track and field standings too. So again, remember if you want a recap of all of the NTL standings no matter if it's baseball, softball, boys or girls track and field, remember you can check those out at ntlsports.com Ed, we and the gang uh, doing a great job with those. So yes, we've definitely got those uh, on the horizon and uh, you can check those out as well at your uh, leisure for that. But as I said, you know, I've got a couple of games I want to kind of talk about and break down. So I'm going to do that next. When we come back, we're going to talk some Canton baseball, some Troy softball victories and kind of break those games down a little bit as well. So that's coming up. Stick around, folks. Plus, of course, we've got sound bites coming up as well from Canton's Bob Rockwell. Enjoy Schoonover, also Troy Softball's Terrell Anderson and Lindsey Steele as well. That's all coming up, too. So, folks, stick around. We dive into some in-game recap coming up after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim McInch today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. The NTL Now podcast continues this week. Shane Wolber well, still here with you and time to talk some in-game recap from this past week's action. Of course, had the opportunity to be at a couple of games uh, this week, you know, with both uh, baseball and softball. You know, I want to start on the softball side of things because, well, that... Was in my opinion one of the most thrilling games I've called in quite a long time. Of course, congratulations going out to the Troy Trojans—a 5-4 win last night in extra innings. I mean, this game was, uh, you know, kind of cruising along into the middle part of this game. I mean, credit to uh, Troy pitcher Lindsey Steele. Steele had things really working uh, in that early part, uh, even into the middle and beyond. So. deal with a great performance that night. Uh, We'll talk about her coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, also uh, credit to her teammates. I mean, notably uh, catcher Olivia Tate, Tate on the night scoring three runs for the Lady Trojans, Uh, had the crucial base hit, well not base hit, but had the crucial hit anyway that uh, led to the RBI ground out that would score the game winning run, which would be Taylor Williams uh, in the top half of the ninth. that would eventually uh, come away to be uh, the game winning run, but uh, yes, Troy with the 5-4 win in extra innings, Troy going five runs, eight hits on the night, Tawanda going four runs on eight hits, notably for the Lady Knights, uh, Bree Overpack, she was two for five on the night, and I'll tell you what, when that girl gets a hold of a ball, that one will travel for a long, long distance, as she had a couple of nice hits for the Lady Knights, but I'll tell you something that really stood out in this ballgame was the pitching duel. I mean, even in the loss on uh, Tuesday night, Maddie Maynard for the Lady Knights uh, had herself a whale of a ball game as well as Maynard goes all nine innings pitching in the loss. She gave up five runs. Only two of them, though, were on the earned side, and she struck out 14 Trojan batters. Now, you talk about a gamer. I mean, for Maynard to strike out 14 batters and still come out with the loss, I mean, wow, wow. What a performance that was for Maynard to uh, keep her teammates uh, and keep her team in it, I should say, as much as possible. And, uh, you know, just a great game down the stretch, kind of looking at uh, how things unfolded. It was Troy who was actually out. To the four-to-one lead, but Tawanda would rally for three runs in the fifth, made it a four-four ball game, and we would go zeroes through the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings until Troy, as I said, would push ahead the go-ahead run coming up in the top half of the ninth. So yes, congratulations to the Troy Trojans uh, for the five-four win in nine innings. As I was talking earlier, uh, Lindsey Steele for the Lady Trojans, she goes nine innings as well in the win, allows eight. Eight hits, four runs, none were earned, Uh, walked two batters, but struck out 11. So look at that. 25 strikeouts between Maynard and Steele. Uh, These two pitchers, I mean, I'm telling you, this was not only uh, a game filled with drama, it had a great pitching duel in this one. Uh, you had two teams that were really grinding uh, as this game went on. But, of course, as I said, the victory to the Troy Trojans. They've now won two in a row, piggybacking off their win last week over North Penn Liberty. Tawanda now, uh, you know, they've dropped two already this week. They were coming off a loss to Warrior Run on Monday. Uh, then they they lose to Troy on Tuesday. And now, hopefully, uh, Tawanda hoping for maybe uh, the ability to get back on the field this week, kind of put those two games behind them see if maybe they get back on the field with Canton uh, coming up uh, later on this week so you know speaking of this ball game as I said uh, some post-game sound bites coming your way now as I had the opportunity to talk with head coach Terrell Anderson as well as starting pitcher Lindsey Steele after this one in the Trojans 5-4 victory. Coach Anderson, big 5-4 win tonight for the Lady Trojans. Win number two on the season. What was going through your mind through this drama tonight?
2: (laughs) I can't even explain it, really. There was so much. Actually, I had a very positive mindset the whole game. They came fired up. They came ready to play, and that they did. They finished strong.
1: I'm curious, what did you tell your team? uh, You know, that 4-1 lead, Tawanda comes back, ties it up. It seemed like you were pretty much all over telling the girls, you know, stay confident, stay positive. Play ball
2: now we have to play ball you know they just caught up with us it was 4-4 and we've been on a pattern to where teams catch up with us and we give them a run on us and i said no runs this time we need to play ball and they did they came to win today
1: you go nine innings you count on your senior lindsey Steele tonight she goes the entire way strikes out eleven in the victory here tonight i mean that's got to look pretty good you know for the uh, senior a lot of confidence got to be had by you and uh... in knowing that uh, she can do that for you
2: it's huge we have a pretty good understanding with each other um... as far as the mindset You know, I've got her back, she's got mine. And it shows, it shows when she steps on the field.
1: You know, I'm curious now, you know, you get a big win like this, you know, extra innings and such. What kind of momentum does this breed now for your squad moving forward? It was a rough start to the year, but two in a row. I mean, sometimes they say winning can be contagious. Are you starting to feel that a little bit?
2: We are, we definitely are. We're, we're on the run for the, we're looking for the money, plain and simple. We're looking for the money. We're nothing stopping us at this point.
1: Coach Anderson, congrats tonight on the win. I'm going to turn the focus now over here to your senior pitcher, Lindsey Steele. Lindsey, your team uh, gets you out to a 4-1 lead. All of a sudden, it becomes 4-4. I mean, what's going through your mind as this game's kind of unfolding in front of you?
3: Just to keep pitching and just keep hitting. We came around, and we did that.
1: Lindsay, you know, it seemed like you were really hitting your spots there. You know, as I was going through the broadcast, I kept looking and saying, you know what, she really looks like she's getting stronger as this game's going on. Were you kind of feeling that yourself as the momentum was kind of coming to you?
0: Yeah, I definitely felt like I got stronger and as it went on.
1: 130-plus pitches tonight for you. I mean, for, you know, any normal pitcher alone, that right there kind of, you know, might make your arm feel a little jelloish. But, uh, you know, as you said, feeling stronger. How you feeling now after the win?
0: I'm feeling fine. I'm ready to go again.
1: <laughs> All right, so now, you know, I posed the question to Coach Anderson as well. You know, you've got two in a row now under your belt. I mean, you're in there with the team, with the players and such. From a player's perspective, is the attitude do you really feel like starting to come around here for this Lady Trojans team? Yeah, it's definitely going to come around, definitely. Congratulations to you as well, Lindsay, and uh, good luck to you the rest of the way too. Thank you. Thanks, Shane. A lot of positivity going on with that Lady Trojan softball team right now. They've got uh, a game potentially coming up later this week with Williamson. I know they've still got some tough ones on the schedule, but, hey, Coach Anderson uh, definitely has things going in the right direction there uh, for Troy softball, so glad to see uh, some of the youngsters stepping up and uh, that team coming together here, maybe rounding into form uh, as we are heading into the middle stretch of the season. All right, now let's talk some NTL baseball because, you know, we kind of had, uh, I guess you could call it impromptu ball coming up uh, this past Monday. Now, what had happened was, uh, you know, according to reports that I've heard, is that, uh, you know, loosing was actually scheduled uh, to host the North Penn Mansfield Tigers and uh, North Penn Liberty in baseball and softball on Monday. Unfortunately, uh, Mother Nature had uh, some bad tricks going on over in the Wyalusing area. You know, some some rain came, I guess, in the middle portion of the day. Uh, Field conditions were not going to be playable. So, you know, we kind of used the power of telecommunications. Uh, A phone call is made, and voila, we've got a ball game uh, in Canton as Wyalusing baseball Ends up coming over to take on the Warriors on Monday night. Now, I was actually kind of just going about my business. I had kind of some errands and stuff I was going to do. I was actually thinking about mowing the lawn. And then uh, I find out there's a baseball game. So I'm like, ah, you know, I got some time. I'll go down, check out some baseball. So, uh, you know, that's kind of what I did. Uh, Canton baseball, uh, you know, found themselves in uh, kind of a four-to-one deficit uh, in that ball game as well. I mean, why losing came over? Uh, they got a really nice starting pitching performance out of Nick Kelly. Uh, did the Rams? Kelly giving the Rams five innings pitched uh, that night uh, as uh, he only allowed four runs. Uh, none of them were earned. Struck out two. Uh, in that ball game, but uh, Nick Kelly with a really nice uh, starting performance there for the losing Rams, as uh, you know he was ahead four to one, uh, actually four three. Uh, after five innings in that ball game, so yes, Kelly left uh, with the lead, but it was the uh, Canton Warriors who would actually strike back as they would counter with two runs of their own in the sixth inning, and that would be how they would come away with the 5-4 win uh, for the Warriors in the victory. They get five runs on three hits, while losing four runs on five hits. Uh, looking at the uh, notables here. For the Canton Warriors, Cam Bellows, uh, Weston Bellows, Hayden Ward, uh, Bailey Ferguson, Brendan Matthews all scoring runs uh, for the Warriors on the night. Uh, looking on the other side here for Wielusing. uh Vandermark would score two, uh, Hugo would score one, and uh, also Moss would score a run two. For the Wyoming Rams, but I'll tell you what—credit uh, going to the Canton Warriors baseball team. Uh, you know, as you'll hear coming up in post-game comments uh, from both Coach Bob Rockwell and uh, Senior Joel Schoonover, uh, things were kind of down a little bit uh, for this Warriors team uh, throughout the game. Didn't really find uh, the excitement level until the uh, late-game uh, dramatics kind of started. But uh, credit to this Warrior team for staying up and uh, kind of coming along as the uh, game came to them in the later innings Uh, for Canton. On the pitching side, uh, Hayden Ward goes the first two innings. Uh, Brendan Matthews gives him three strong in the middle. Matthews would actually give up three runs in his uh, time on the hill. Uh, Hayden Ward gives up one in his time starting, Uh, but uh, Carter Rout and Joel Schoonover then would come in, finish off the last two innings of the game. Schoonover would actually end up picking up the save. Carter Rout comes in, gets the win uh, for the Warriors in that one, and then uh, also uh, for the uh, uh, Why losing Rams Hugo would actually take the loss in that one, but yes, uh, Nick Kelly and Hugo, uh, the two pitchers for the Rams that night. But yes, I mean, uh, just awesome to see uh, kind of some impromptu baseball. I-, I was happy to see both squads uh, make a game out of nothing. You know, uh, Why losing uh, not kind of uh, taking the night off, knowing that you know the Monday night was a nice night. They uh, you know get a hold of Canton, make a ball game happen. You know, obviously. Uh, You know, a lot of talk about why losing is, you know, Blake Morningstar, uh, the ace on the hill. But, you know, in baseball, you got to have pitching depth. Morningstar, unfortunately, was not available for them as he had been uh, worked over the weekend. And still, the Rams found themselves in a position to win this one. You know, they were up 4 3 into the uh, fifth inning. And then, you know, the Warriors come back. They get those two runs in the sixth inning to, uh, you know, take the 5 4 lead. Schoonover comes in in the top. Top half of the seventh, he closes the door, nails down the victory for the Warriors as they now improve to 7-2 and two on the season. Let's hear now from Coach Bob Rockwell and senior shortstop and closer Joel Schoonover right here on the NTL Now podcast. Coach, big comeback win today for your baseball squad. Kind of an impromptu game today. I mean, how'd you think they performed?
0: Well, we didn't wake up until, like, what was it, the sixth inning, but, you know, they showed a lot of character and a lot of guts. They stayed in the game. Then they had some, you know, they did some really good things there at the end. They showed a lot of character.
1: Three pitchers today they had to use. Schoonover comes in to close it out. I mean, he's been pretty solid for you all year.
0: Well, you know he's a senior, and uh, he wants that. He wants to be in that position. He showed tonight. Tonight, why?
1: Joel, big win today for the Canton Warriors. Big comeback win. I mean, what was kind of the uh, attitude in the dugout coming down the stretch? I mean, first couple of innings were pretty slow. Like we weren't up in the dugout at all. And like I guess we just like to come back big in the last couple innings. And once we started hitting and stuff, our dugout started going getting louder, and we just played better. Late game drama seems to be uh, the trend this season. You guys definitely making, uh, you know, the late game comebacks kind of a thing. I mean, uh, what's the what's the season been like so far? I mean, what's the attitude like just having to go through all these all the time? I mean, we just stick with them and end up coming out big and we're just having fun this year like we're not. We're all good group of friends like we know we have each other's back, so we know we're going to get it done in the last couple of innings. Coach Rockwell seems to have a thing about tabbing you for when uh, you know the late game's on the line. You've kind of become like that closer role. I mean, as a senior, is this something you kind of relish? Oh uh, yeah, I like doing it a lot. Like, I just sort of like try to calm down as much as I can, and big moments I try to pull through for the team, and that's about it. So now I have to correct myself as the win over Lucing actually improved the Warriors to 6-2 and on the year. Their win over Williamson on Tuesday night is what brought their uh, victory total to 7-2. and But regardless, uh, the Warriors now, uh, as told, uh, sit at 7-2. and They've got a ball game uh, with Tawanda coming up at home later this week should the weather cooperate. So, uh, you know, things going well right now uh, for Canton Baseball. So, yeah, just a little uh, game recap there. Always nice to kind of go back look at the stat sheets kind of talk about you know uh, some of the uh, in-game analysis you know rather than just kind of going through and uh, you know kind of talking stats and facts and figures you know kind of being able to uh, get a little bit of uh, the in-game analysis and stuff was what I really like to do sometimes whenever I get the opportunity and having seen these past two games this week uh, really gave me uh, you know kind of some talking points to go on but you know we uh, have gone through the uh, standings we've gone through some in-game recaps We've gone through a lot of things, but I am most excited now to get ready to talk track and field. That's right. The Williamson Warriors boys and girls programs are off to a blazing start. Uh, things going really well over there for the Williamson track team. And, well, coming up here in just a quick moment, we're going to sit down and have a great conversation with coaches Steve Hepfer and, of course, Coach Karen Canals as well. So, folks, stick around. We talk Williamson track and field up next, right? Right here on the NTL Now podcast.
2: At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education. With more than 40 degree programs, from two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you.
1: At mansfield.edu. Is it that night of the week where nobody feels like cooking and you just want some good food? Then you need to get a hold of the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. That's right, with a full menu of entrees, appetizers, and everything in between, you'll love the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. If you want pizza, wings, stromboli, steaks, and more, call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Dine in or take out. 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Remember, like them on Facebook. And welcome back here, ladies and gentlemen, on the NTL Now podcast this week. I told you we were going to have some track and field discussion this week. And, well, I told you we were going to talk Williamson this week. And uh, joining me now, we've got coaches Steve Hepfer and, of course, Karen Knauss as well. So, coaches, want to take some time here? Thank you so much and welcome you to the NTL Now podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Alright coaches, so now I have to ask because, and this has become a tradition uh, with every new guest that I have, I have to ask you both individually, did you know there was an NTL Now podcast and uh, if so be honest and uh, if you didn't, you don't have to lie, just kind of keep it honest (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, This is the first I have ever heard of this
3: Okay, for me, I had not heard of it either, but I told some students I was going to be on it today, and they were very
1: excited. That's definitely a good thing. So uh, I'm glad that uh, we've caused some excitement here uh, amongst, uh, you know, not only uh, the students, but also kind of uh, broadened your horizons too. And, uh, you know, I've I've gained two new listeners, so that's definitely a plus in the process. (laughs)
4: All right, so
1: let's get down here to brass tacks. Let's talk uh, some Williamson track and field. Uh, Steve, I'm going to start with you. Kind of walk me through through this I don't want to say resurgence maybe kind of building blocks here of what's been going on here with Williamson track and field because to me I mean I don't see a lot of track and field but this kind of seems like a, a thing that's come out of nowhere but I've heard the building blocks have been there.
4: Yeah I would certainly agree with that we uh, for the last several years we've had a pretty strong team I mean, it's been and Karen you can jump in and correct me if I'm wrong it's been at least eight years now that I think since we've been a combined team and, you know, working together with our two schools, uh, building a, a combined team, a district wide team has certainly helped our program tremendously. Uh, especially when you're trying to fill in the holes for the different events that you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily able to fill. Uh, and we've certainly been able to do that very well this year. I think, uh, our biggest success this year with COVID and everything else being the way it is, is that both of our schools have remained open almost this entire uh, spring. And so that means we've been able to get a full number of practices in. Uh, We have a tremendous turnout. Uh, We have uh, a lot of kids that came off track. They were just super excited to be able to do something after being cooped up, uh, only having a 10-day track season last year. So they were really chomping at the bit to really get there. Uh, So uh, that's been a large part of, I think, our success this year too. But the building blocks, as you said before, I think is really important also. Uh, you know, we just have a great coaching staff. I mean, everybody's got their own strengths. Uh, we really kind of divide and conquer. We talk to each other weekly uh, about what we're doing, how we're doing it, uh, the different kind of training that we do. So we're all fairly well on the same page. And I think that just uh, obviously is leading to a lot of success for us this year.
1: Karen, I want to piggyback off of you know what Coach Hepford just said. You know, with uh, the building blocks and stuff being in place, uh, kind of give me uh, you know your opinion, and of course, you know, Coach Hepfer, feel free to join in here as well. Uh, what have you both kind of seen as what have been maybe like the the strengths that have really peaked to make Williamson Track and Field so great this year? Well,
3: I think one of the things is we have um, pretty good depth in terms of. We have kids who are being successful in a lot of different areas on the track and in the field. Um, One of the things that I was really a little nervous about going into this season was uh, thinking about how do we take these younger kids who, at this point, now it's been two years um, since they would have seen anybody do anything and, and things like that, hoping that our older kids, our juniors and our seniors, would remember the drills that we had done would remember all of the techniques they had learned and some of the events that really require a little bit more. Uh, And for me personally, I think one of our greatest strengths is that our older kids super stepped up. Like they have done really well personally, but they've at least as far as I have seen, have done an excellent job of understanding that they need to, when they see something with one of our younger athletes, say it and say, hey, you know what you could do that would really help? Um, and they're really uh, working right with us as coaches. So uh, that has been really helpful.
4: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, some of our senior kids and even some of our juniors too as well who have kind of run the gamut, they, they certainly are almost like, you know, co-coaches in a way because uh, we can trust them. We can say, hey, we need this done at a practice, and they'll, they will go and take care of that. So that we can kind of focus on those kids who maybe have a little less experience. And it's nice to be able to have that that veteran crew, uh, albeit a little small, but still very, very dependable. And they're just, they're great at, you know, directing things as they need to go without having to be checked up on constantly. So that's that's a huge help.
1: Now, let me ask this to both of you as well. And I love this whole, you know, three-way conference we have going on here. Uh, It's making for uh, some really good conversation and everything. So, you know, you get to see both the boys and the girls teams. Now, both have obviously kind of grown. They're both having their uh, own successes. Does this kind of breed like a little bit of competition amongst the two squads? You know, kind of wanting to make sure, you know, hey, you know, not letting one outshine the other just because, you know, there's a little bit of pride there in all of this. The the interesting thing is, so I, I grew up and ran track in Wellsboro, and
3: um, my memories of track are distinctly a boys' team and a girls' team. Um, I don't remember, like, we didn't ride the same buses. Obviously, we were at the same track meets and cheering one another on, but we never did workouts together. We never did any of that kind of stuff. And it was sort of refreshing to start coaching here And we, in many ways, really are one big team. Like, there's never a time that I only take the girls and go do stuff. Like Steve had mentioned before, each of us as coaches has our own strengths. So, um, like, I would be working with the jumpers one day. Maybe I'm doing triple jump, but I I have all of them. I have the boys and the girls. So I think that kind of stuff, which, again, is across the board for both of our schools, I think really breeds a sense of us sort of being one big team. So for me personally, I, I wouldn't say that I actually see a whole lot of that kind of competition, but rather almost the opposite that, that they sort of feel like they're working together.
4: Yeah, I agree with that too. And the, the only thing I would even uh, input here with competition is, I mean, I don't know if you how well aware of your situ of our situation you are, but uh, you know, our two schools are 45 minutes apart from each other. So we really, as a team, don't get to practice together much at all, if at all, during the season. We're really kind of putting the glue all together when we get to a meet. Uh, but, again, that communication between the coaches and everything else is uh, hugely instrumental in those successes for that. But I, I do find that there is some competition, even with our own team, between the schools in a way, like, oh, this kid mm-hmm. ran that, you know, he, he long jumped this. A, a perfect example would be, like, Mason Kelsey and Seth Neal in the, the jumps. You know, like uh, Seth's like, oh, you know, or uh, Mason might say, you know, Seth got me by three inches today. I'm going to work really hard today to try to beat him next time. But it's an incredibly friendly competition. There's no animosity there. It's certainly them trying to urge each other on to do better. Uh, and, there's, you know, there's always smiles at the end of it all, which I absolutely love to see because there's nothing wrong with a little of that internal competition to make each other better. And, you know, that's just, that's an outstanding thing with this team is that, even when they get together, they haven't seen each other. Uh, it's, it's, it gels really well. They, there, there's no, uh, nobody really that feels off put or anything like that. They, they really do work well together as a team.
1: Talking tracking field here on the NTL Now podcast this week with Williamson track coaches Karen Knauss and uh, Steve Hepfer and uh, coaches you know you've made the comment that you know you have to coach basically uh, from two different schools you've got you know squad that doesn't even really get to practice together much here uh, during the season so uh, just kind of walk me through this I mean is this a challenge I mean do you seem to kind of make this work as smoothly as possible I mean Uh, what's the how does this kind of scenario work
3: i definitely think anyone would look at it from the outside and say that that has a pretty significant challenge um even just things like you know we might have four really fast kids to run a four by 100 but handoffs are really important there too and so um with them not seeing each other every day Uh, That certainly presents its own challenges. But I think we have become very, very good at making sure that the things that we need kids to work together on, we do as soon as we get together at a track meet. We send off the kids that need to work on handoffs. Um, We make sure um, if multiple kids are going to be running uh, the mile and one kid has never done it before, we make sure they know who each other are so that they can warm up together and do those sorts of things so I think at this point we like Steve said we've done it for eight years and I think we've figured out what the best ways are to make sure that this kind of crazy situation that we're in um, doesn't hurt us at all Um, and like I said I think we have kids that really enjoy getting together with the other kids Um, I we both generally have students at our schools and on our teams who are just really great kids and really friendly kids. Um, And so they are always really good to one another. And so, you know, we, we have figured out a lot of ways, I think, to make that stuff work.
1: This is awesome stuff, you know, to kind of learn about here. I am just in awe of how, uh, you know, the positivity <laughs> stays upbeat amongst you two, and how, you know, you, you kind of take this uh, challenge and flip it into a positive. So, uh, Steve, now I, I want to bring you back into the conversation here, and uh, I'm curious, you know, obviously, you know, back in the day, the NTL w- was more of a, a large school, small school kind of thing. Now it's all uh, into one uh, with this resurgence here in uh, in William. In track and field and such, uh, is there kind of a, a challenge amongst uh, you and Karen and the other coaches to kind of get these kids to <laughs> believe that you know they can finally overcome the mountain and uh, maybe claim uh, a league track and field title here? The way things have started this year,
4: I think uh, it certainly is uh, something that we talk about. I, I know uh, all the coaches uh, for Williamson CV and us included and everything else. We we talk a lot about you know, the team aspect, you know, obviously track and field is a strange sport in that, you know, you can lose every single meet and still send kids to districts and states. Uh, so it is a individualized team sport, which is a weird thing to even say. Um, but that being said, you know, uh, our focus certainly has shifted a lot to, we do have one of the bigger teams now. Uh, and again, a lot of that is because of COVID everything else, and we're certainly taking full advantage of that, no doubt. And, I think the kids are so – when we go to a practice, we say, hey, look, I might need you to do something, as Karen said earlier. I might need you to run a mile. I know you've never run a mile before, but we can get some points here. We can do these different things. And using that strategy and having the kids trust to know that we're not going to ask them to do something we don't think they're capable of and uh, being willing just to go out and do those kinds of things, I think is hugely instrumental in our success too. These kids just have a – Uh, an excellent attitude towards the competition and knowing that the you know what we're asking for is is what's going to be best for the team even though they may not take a first or or even a second per se but they're still going to score the team some points is is huge in these kids' eyes and they're seeing that success every week they're excited to see how we're going to do they're They can't wait to hear what events they're going to be in that week because it could change, you know, based on who we're going to be meeting against and everything else. So uh, in that aspect, too, I think it keeps it fresh for them because, you know, a lot of times in track, especially when we had the smaller teams, it was, well, you're our 100-runner, our 200-runner, and you're going to long jump for us. And that's what you did every meet because we know, well, we're probably not going to win this meet, so let's just try to get you in your best events. Now it might be more of, hey, I can get you to run the 110 hurdles Uh, Because there's only maybe one other kid in it, and you might not run the fastest time in the world, but you're going to score his points. I think that is, it says a lot about the kids who are willing to say, I'll go do that. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really cool.
1: Karen, now, you know, I was looking at, uh, you know, some of the fun things uh, that have been happening here with, you know, Williamson girls track and field and everything. And man, oh, man, is there anything on the track right now that uh, Charlie Slusser cannot do? I mean, she was locked in a high jump battle with Portia Bennett. Uh, she blazes in yeah. the hundred. I mean, come on now. Tell me. I mean, there there can't be a better kid to coach than her uh, on this track and field team. Right.
3: Yeah, well, we haven't found it yet in terms of what it is she can't do, so that's good news. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's a terrific kid, and she works really, really hard. And um, you know, I often talk to kids about um, thinking, continuing to think about track in the off season. And Charlie is certainly a person who has always done that, and you know, does camps and and gets involved in youth invitationals in the summer and stuff like that. And I think that that has really um helped her increase her own knowledge. Uh but also, yeah, makes her a pretty pretty threatening person to have on your team, which we really appreciate.
1: You know, it's something else I really love too, just kind of going through the stats sheets and stuff, you know, the way you praise the depth of this team as well, because you know, right behind Sluster, you know, you have like two or three teammates that are following behind her, either in the sprints, potentially, you know, uh, hurdles or something like that as well, so it's really nice to see that kind of, uh, you know, stepping up as well from the teammates too. Uh, Steve, take me on the boys' side here and, uh, you know, some of the kids who have really uh, kind of stepped up, maybe taken a leadership role uh, on the guy side for Williamson.
4: Well, certainly Seth Neal. I mean, he is uh, one of our you know premier guys on on our team right now. I mean, he can high jump, he can he can run distance, uh, he can, which is so bizarre to say. Hey, here's my distance runner who's also a high jumper. That's pretty odd, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, we don't see that a whole lot. So uh, he's also a great uh, horizontal jumper. You know, and, and he is he's got to be one of the most positive kids I've ever worked with in my entire life. You know, he's always talking to the other kids, talking them up. Hey, you did a great race today. You really, you know, you pushed yourself hard today. And he, he loves it when even his own teammates, you know, like we have this young freshman right now, uh, uh, Owen Cummings, who is just tearing up the mile right now. And he is super stoked for him. I mean, he's just like, my God, he, the kid beat me by 10 seconds the other day. And that's that's a weird thing for Seth. So, you know, so. He's uh, a, he's a super encourager there. So, and then, you know, speaking of Owen, Owen, you know, uh, he, he ran for us uh, before COVID and whatnot, and he was doing pretty well there and he's really turned it on. We got him, you know, down in the, in the mid to mid fours right now in the mile. And he's, he's chopping off a lot of time in the two mile as well. Uh, We have Duncan Kerr, who's doing a great job with uh, some of the hurdle events. Uh, really cutting down his three hundred hurdle times. Mike Lewis, who's doing a fantastic job in the four hundred. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we really got it really well covered right now in a lot of ways. And all of these guys are, you know, they're great teammates. They certainly encourage each other. They constantly, you know, strive to make each other better. And uh, you just you really can't ask for a better men's and women's team right now because, like I said, we don't we don't really have to. I mean, this is one of the easiest years I've ever had to coach because I don't have to go around and be their cheerleader and whatever else, even though we do because man, they're they're all over each other about it too, so it's it's mm-hmm. fantastic to see.
1: Coaches, you know, I, I want to kind of end this interview like this because you, you two are both enjoying uh, a phenomenal season here on both the boys' and the girls' side. And what you're doing with the program is absolutely fantastic. But what I want to, you know, kind of get both of your opinions on is, you know, the, the, the present – looks really good as far as Williamson track and field goes. I'm kind of curious, you know, to get both of your opinions here to end on with, uh, what in both of your opinions is going to be the key to sustaining this uh, momentum and keeping this program at a great level here in the future?
4: My first and foremost thing that I, I harp on my kids all the time in practice is, is trying to remain injury-free. Uh, that's, that's our biggest thing right now, try to take care of yourself, on our uh, on the days where we don't have a meet, but we're doing workouts, things like that, to really pay attention to, to how they feel. And everything else, let us know so we can get them to the trainer, and just really trying to keep them, you know, keep their bodies in shape. This kind of schedule this year is pretty tough on the kids. You know, we're running uh, basically almost three meets every seven days when it really comes down to it. Uh, and that's that's a tough schedule uh and you know different places to go travel everything else and obviously I mean there's a blizzard today, so it was cold you know <laughs> trying to keep everybody healthy is is instrumental so if we can keep everybody you know on the on the right side of health that's that's gonna be tremendous
3: for us. We have some really strong young athletes, freshmen sophomores um and I'm looking forward to to seeing what they can do and it's fun for us um, you know some of them just say "Well, I wasn't sure if I was gonna like track and they're having a great time and yeah to me that's a really really important part of what we do because um, maybe not everybody's gonna win a race all the time but uh, we want everybody to enjoy themselves and certainly want them to come back and that um, seems to be the direction in which we're heading for sure
4: you know, trying to build our middle school program as well to, to have that feeder into those kids uh, that's huge too. So having a really successful uh, middle school group coming through, boy, that just that just helps tremendously as well. I was just going to add that with Karen there, so
1: big congratulations again to both of you uh, not only for what you're doing for the program but uh, also the success that you're enjoying with it as well I know sometimes you know uh, being out there kind of in the west uh, maybe the notoriety doesn't come to the program but just wanted to bring uh, both of you on kind of show you know that the recognition is there Uh, folks out there are taking notice that uh, you two have definitely uh, got this program on the rise things are going very well and congratulations to both of you on your successes so far and Much continued success going on in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. Boy, I tell you, I've done a lot of fun interviews here on the podcast. That one was definitely uh, a good one to have, and again, a big thank you to Williamson Track Coaches Steve Hepfer and Karen Kanaus uh, for joining me this week right here on the NTL Now podcast. Also, again, uh, I want to thank uh, Coach Bob Rockwell, Coach Carolyn Anderson, uh, softball player Lindsey Steele, baseball player Joel Schoonover for some great sound bites this week as well, right here on the podcast too. Folks, remember, social media is where it is at ntl now podcast on facebook instagram and of course on twitter by following at ntl now pod uh, weather permitting broadcast wise this week ntl softball to come your way later this week as canton will play Towanda. that will be heard on the true oldies channel 99.9 fm of course online at wtzn.com and on the TuneIn radio app by searching wtzn so definitely go ahead and uh, listen no matter how you may and of course remember tell all your friends family and uh, you know people who you might just randomly meet download the ntl now podcast on itunes spotify google play and, of course, also at the ntlsports.com website. Hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. Looking forward to bringing you yet another great one next week as we talk NTL baseball, track and field, and, of course, softball as well. This is Shane Wilber saying so long. I'll talk to you next week for another edition of the NTL Now podcast. As always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports.
0: Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.